You're listening to The Loft, with Patrick O.C. Hey, how's it going everyone? You're listening to The Loft with Patrick O.C. I am your host, of course, Patrick O.C. And we're here again with episode 6. And this one is going to be a little different than past episodes. Since we are now available on Spotify, I will specify by saying this podcast will probably be better if you watch it on YouTube. As in this video specifically, I'll be using Tearmaker, playing some clips, all that stuff. Just audio should be fine. I won't I won't forget about the audio only, uh, but I just wanted to give a fair warning before I started. In this episode, I wanted to take the time to talk about and give proper homage to my favorite TV shows of all time. Now, I won't drag this on and bore you guys by giving the full in-depth review of each show. Rather, I'm just going to talk about my top five shows and then talk about my favorite episode from each one. Show some clips. You know the whole deal. I really want to try my best not to give literally any important story details about these shows. I usually don't really care about spoilers, but I think I'll be okay with how I go about this. Also, the ratings at the end, they they just completely don't matter, and they're just kind of all over the place. First, I should probably preface by saying I don't really watch TV that often. Most of the time, it's when I'm laying down at night. My main form of entertainment right now is like gaming, YouTube, Twitch podcasts, all that type of stuff. Uh, I don't really watch TV because I have the shortest attention span ever. Because if a show I like is like an hour long per episode, it doesn't matter how good it is, I can watch maybe one, maybe two episodes in a row before I just get bored and have to do something else. I've never been like a good binge viewer, which is weird when you kind of think about it. Um, But the sweet spot for me for sure is like half hour episodes. Uh, I can watch a few of those before I get bored. I will say, however, during my whole anxiety situation and the agoraphobia, I literally barely left my fucking house. So, of course, I got into some of the old-fashioned televisionists. Let's start with the honorable mentions because I really wanted to keep it short to the top five, but of course I've got some other good show recommendations for you guys. Also, if you have a show you think I'd like after listening to this bit... Uh, feel free to send it my way. I actually think through Anchor you can send a voice message and I can play it on here. So tell me a bit about it if you want to. Um, but for the first honorable mention, we have the show Weeds. It's kind of ironic when you when I started watching this show uh, versus like how I am today. Um, Weeds obviously is a show about pot and it's not your typical stoner comedy show. Spanning eight seasons from 05 to 2012, this show was a perfect blend of intense moments that involve drug deals, think like Breaking Bad and shit, um, as well as provide awesome comedic relief characters that just break that tension. Uh, It's definitely a dark humor type of show. There's lots of death, drugs, sex, crazy shit. Um, Google says this as the synopsis. I'll just read it straight up. Widowed suburbanite Nancy Botwin starts growing and selling marijuana to make enough money to support her family after her husband's unexpected death leaves her in big debt. Nancy has associates in her pot-growing business, which include Andy, who is her brother-in-law, and pot-smoking city councilman Doug Wilson. Then there's the business of trying to keep the whole thing secret from people like her neighbor, Celia. But of course, over the course of the show, more and more shit occurs, like with the Mexican cartel, soccer moms, city councilmen, and somehow, somehow, at one point, both Nemo and his dad are playing grandson and grandpa. Kevin Nealon and Justin Kirk are fucking hilarious, and Mary Louise Parker is low-key a smoke show that does a lot of wild shit for money. Her kids, 
The voice of Nemo and that one douchebag from Seventeen again, they kind of get annoying at first because they're younger, but as they get older, they become more in the know with the weed business, and they just become way better characters. The reason I mentioned the irony earlier was because I started watching the show around my sophomore, junior year of high school, and at that time, I was such a dickhead and completely illogical about marijuana. For reasons I'll talk about some other time, I hated weed simply because it was a quote-unquote drug. Definitely is not the case like that <laughs> anymore at all. Uh, trust me. Uh, I'm a carded individual, as a matter of fact, and it, the show would probably be a thousand times more enjoyable for me now if I were to rewatch it. But anyways, the show is pretty funny, and I'm pretty sure you can watch it on Peacock now. I'm not fully sure. Uh, I watched it on all on Netflix, but I'm pretty sure it's been removed since then. It's a very, very, very easy watch and very easy to keep up with, and it's entertaining and cliffhanging enough to keep you locked in and want to, you know, watch more. It's four out of five doinks for sure, but not quite enough to reach the top five. Reason being... The last season of the show is kind of forced, it feels like, and at some points you find yourself like, okay, no one would ever fucking do that. But again, it's a fucking TV show, and I'm also strictly basing these shows off of how quickly I watched them, and how many times, if any, I've rewatched them. And as I said, my attention span is that of a squirrel. So if a show look locks me in, that'll obviously be a show I like. There's definitely shows out there that I'm like just kind of like casually a fan and like casually watch. For example, like I said earlier, Rick and Morty and Dave, The Mandalorian, Loki. Like I wouldn't consider myself like, oh, yeah, bro, I'm a huge fan of Loki, bro. I love that show. I'm just like a casual fan that watch it occasionally. Lastly, though, for the honorable mentions, a show that just, just missed making it onto the list is a show I'm almost embarrassed to say that I've watched extensively. And that show is Shameless. The only reason this show is on the honorable mentions is, again, there's lots of points in the show that's like, no fucking way this would ever happen. Which I guess is the point of the whole show, but I guess it just all got a little stale after some seasons. And trust me, I definitely experienced my fair share of family dysfunction, and this is a great show to sit back and be like, good. You know, at least it's not like that. And, like, if you're listening... To this and you're from the same town as I am you'll agree when I say this watching this show makes you sit back and realize ah maybe life here isn't so shit after all um, I can also guarantee that almost every character too, in your head you'll be like ah Frank that's definitely that's definitely so-and-so which which definitely adds to the fun in my opinion um, if you've been living under a rock the show is streaming on Showtime and Netflix and it follows a family in Chicago that is quite literally the definition of white trash I actually think that's that's like a tagline. So it's a pretty big family with Frank the Dad played by the pretty fucking awesome William H. Macy as well as the other six Gallagher kids. You probably know this already, but it's it's actually a remake of a British TV show. Uh, and I've, I've never seen it, so I don't know if it's good or not. Um, but it was honestly a great show to binge when quarantines first hit. It was easy to follow but fucked up enough to like keep you locked in. Uh, one thing I will say about the show, and this may be because, you know, it's on a premium channel, yada, 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 but yo, there is so much sex, dude. Like, almost every episode, multiple times. I mean, like, I'm definitely no prude when it comes to that shit at all. But at times, it's like, whoa, bro, I just want to watch the show and not have it sound like fucking porn is being played through my TV. Like, they always be fucking always they always be fucking in that show but for sure i mean if you're if you're just looking for a fun show to watch i definitely recommend shameless for sure it's definitely a great show to start with someone and like 
and like watch with them. But enough of the honorable mentions. Let's get right down to the actual list of my top five favorite shows, all subject, of course, and all my opinion. Let's start at number five, The Walking Dead. First and foremost, I have to tell you guys that I've only watched season seven and prior. After season seven, I kind of abandoned the show, and that's basically the main reason why it's at number five. As a kid, I grew up loving zombie shit. But at the same time, I was absolutely terrified of it. Movies like Zombieland Business is good. and Shaun of the Dead you got right on you. were staples of my childhood for sure. And of course, playing Call of Duty Black Ops 1 Zombies on Kino Dirtoten with my older brothers was awesome. When I was this young though, like 8 or 9, I specifically remember a time when my dumbass went to Google and saw an article which in retrospect was probably like a fucking onion article but it said cdc warns public of zombie apocalypse and i remember flipping absolute shit thinking i was going to die and it was going to be like zombie land i was calling family members friends over and over and i just i thought i was going to die but the walking dead came out in 2010 so i was like nine at the time and i definitely didn't fuck with it at that time no way that shit was way too spooky for me however when I got to middle school though, I believe in like 7th or 8th grade, the show was at its absolute peak and I fell in love immediately. The first season of that show is quite literally the definition of uncertainty and peril and it really puts the emphasis on the survival aspects of the zombie apocalypse. Most zombie movies and shows are straight up just killing zombies with a little bit of the survival aspect shown but not really emphasized. And The Walking Dead simply just said, ¿Por qué no los dos? I mean, the show starts off with the protagonist, Rick Grimes, a police officer. Uh, he gets hospitalized in a shootout in the real world and wakes up in a fucking... Wakes up from a coma in the fucking zombie apocalypse, dude. He can't find his wife or son, or anyone for that matter, and, and he has to essentially escape Atlanta. And that's just the first couple episodes. There's literally so much shit that occurs throughout the show, from meeting plenty of other survivors, good and horrible, moving from communities to communities, losing members of the group, living in a fucking prison, the list goes on. I've always told people that were kind of on the fence about the show, like, yeah, it's about zombies, it takes place during the zombie apocalypse, but the show is really about the survival of the fittest and the relationships between the people when there's literally nothing left to lose. Um, you've got people getting their fucking head smashed in with barbed wire baseball bats friends fucking friends wives machete beheadings and oh yeah i mean that's that's just the humans um the way they fuck up zombies and bear no shyness with the gore aspect really engulfs you in the post-apocalyptic world uh it's really great plus the character arcs of almost everyone in that show uh are, are pretty fucking awesome and it causes some immediate attachment but at the same time it's kind of horrible because it's pretty clear to know what everyone's fate is at some destined time. Uh, that's the one thing I'll say about The Walking Dead. There's a lot of really badass characters in the show, but they are not afraid to kill off that said character. Um, the last couple episodes of season one, uh, when they're at the CDC, are some of the most intense and heart-pounding moments I've ever seen on the screen. It's straight up like a, an hour-long panic attack with each episode, and I mean that in the best way possible. I don't think there's been a show since The Walking Dead that has had me on the edge of my seat like that show did. The, this rating was easy money. I definitely rate it 8 zombie fuck yous out of 10. And like I said earlier in the show, after I rate these shows, I talk about my favorite episode from each one. And for The Walking Dead, this was a no-brainer. 
one of the easiest decisions I ever made when it comes to picking my favorite episode because this episode is honestly one of my favorite episodes of any show ever. Episode 6 in Season 3 called Hounded, in short, is by far the eeriest episode in my opinion of the show. Without spoiling it, I'll just try to paint the picture for you guys of what the episode was like. Rick Grimes and his crew, uh, they were shacked up at an pr abandoned prison for a bit. And of course, along the way, they lost some people. Some pretty damn important people that are close to him. And dealing with that grief uh, of the deaths that happened in those episodes, he's in this room. And I think it's like a boiler room uh, where someone pretty damn important died. Uh, a main character that was pretty damn close to him. And at this point, he's, he's sort of losing his mind with the grief as anyone would uh but while he's in that room there's a fucking phone holy shit the phone obviously it's the apocalypse so you know a phone is definitely not going to be ringing let alone in a prison and you quickly come to realize the haunting voices on the other line that you hear are purely in his head the first time the phone rings, it's the voice of this girl that died pretty early in the show. And all she is is just telling Rick that she's in a safe place and she'll call later. Then the second, then, a, then another call comes in. And it's another character that's dead. Who absolutely rips Rick a new asshole about killing people. And not talking about the death of that important character that had died. The call abruptly ends and later he gets a third call. From a third character that has died. You can kind of see the, the pattern that's happening here. And... They're also asking, like, why the fuck Rick isn't talking about that one character's death. And finally, he receives a fourth call, and you guessed it, it's the voice of that important character that died. That's all I will give detail-wise, because if I said any more, it'd spoil it, but goddamn, this is one fucking awesome episode. It perfectly portrays the feeling of losing your shit when someone close to you dies, let alone in the middle of an apocalypse. And the phone and voices are absolutely spine-chilling. I, I obviously will add that watching the show up to this point will add weight to the situation and improve the scene a literal shit ton. But I thought Andrew Lincoln played the fuck out of Rick in this episode and portrayed someone on the edge of that breaking point perfectly. So if you're going to watch any episode of The Walking Dead, and you definitely should watch this show, it should be this episode because I, I think it's quite fucking awesome. Season 3, Episode 6, it do be on Netflix. Coming in at number 4 on my list is quite a recent entry to my list. And to provide a little bit of backstory, when my anxiety took an absolute shit on me and the agoraphobia was literally keeping me inside all the time i decided ah fuck it i'm gonna start the sopranos and man was that one of the best decisions i've ever made when it comes to tv and i had a couple factors going into it on why I, why i wanted to start it one i knew my grandparents watched the show and raved about it forever and plus i just i've just heard a lot of stuff online about how legendary of a show it was so to start off with a little bit more perspective, a lot of the shows we watch and love today owe some credit to The Sopranos. The Sopranos was one of the first premium cable shows. Uh, it ran from 1999 to 2007. And since being on HBO, the creators were able to show the life of living in the mafia in fucking detail. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is the first network TV show to be completely uncensored when it comes to like language, nudity, death and gore, all that stuff. And believe me, this show has plenty of that shit. It follows mob boss Tony Soprano, played by the late, great James Gandolfini. And the whole show is centered around Tony's mental health deteriorating because of his line of work, which prompts him to see a therapist. Something very, very looked down upon in the mafia world. It is an absolute no-no. 
like The Walking Dead, I, I, I sort of describe it to people in a similar sentiment. Sure, it's about the mob and all the crazy shit that goes on in that world, but it's really much more deeper than that. If the other shows on my list that are ahead of this didn't exist, this show would easily be my number one favorite show of all time. Hands down. This show is about family and the true definition of being bonded between blood. This show was about family way before Vin Diesel made it cool. Family. The character development is top-notch. The cinematography is so perfect and beautiful, and I'll actually add on to that by saying this show portrayed both dreams and heaven in ways that have truly stuck with me. In a dream sequence, during the scene they have Tony on a pier, except his feet isn't moving, the background behind him is. And I think that perfectly describes the dream state when you feel like you can sort of walk around, but not really. As for heaven, when a character was having a near-death experience, they interpreted heaven as one big family get-together. The character comes up on this huge, beautiful house, and when he gets to the door, his dead cousin answers the door. And inside, you can see other dead family members inside having a party or get-together. And as someone who isn't religious or spiritual whatsoever, those scenes were honestly pretty beautiful to me. And as someone who's dealt with their fair share of death in my family, it was sort of comforting to see heaven depicted as that. One big hang with the family, a get-together with just full peace. The drama. Oh my god, the drama that the show entailed set the precursor for future drama TV. Think Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, all of them, thanks to The Sopranos. The scenes between Tony and his therapist are great. His wife, Edie Falco, is one of the best performances I've ever seen. And definitely... The scenes between Tony and his therapist was something that helped me when I started going to therapy for the first time, and it kind of helped me open up to the idea of, you know, opening up to therapy. But let's get right into the nitty-gritty, my favorite episode of The Sopranos. It's my favorite episode of the whole series, episode 10 of season 4, titled The Strong Silent Type. It's only my favorite episode because of one single scene. That's it. This isn't really giving away spoilers, but in the episode, one of the main characters, Christopher, he has a drug problem, and he has an intervention sprung upon him by other members of the crew and his family. This scene is amazing for two reasons. One being, I grew up with a brother that was addicted to drugs, so interventions were really nothing new to me. Um, I've definitely been in that situation before, even though I was quite little. Uh, it really added to the scene the fact that I've I've experienced a lot of that shit. Family members yelling at each other, crying, fighting, all that fun stuff that comes with the drug intervention. They showed it and they fucking nailed it. Secondly, the acting and interaction between all the characters in this scene was top notch. They're all strong, macho Italian men telling their youngest member he's killing himself with drugs. This makes their statements short and blunt and frankly hilarious. One by one, they each give their own lines, and it kills me. Especially this character named Silvio. His his little spiel to Christopher is the fucking best. Which brings me to the second reason. The comedic break of the scene. I'll link the full video in the description, but there's truly some of the best quotes in the entire show in that scene. I said my piece, Chrissy. Is a quote I repeat to myself all the fucking time. And of course, the very famous line, I had to suffocate you, you little prick. It's truly one of the best scenes in television history, like I said, and I highly recommend you click that link in the description and check it out. Or just look up Sopranos, Christopher, Intervention, something like that, and it'll come up. But I've literally gone back and watched this scene on YouTube multiple times, sent it to relatives and friends watching the show because it truly captures tough love, literally, as, like, towards the end, they, they literally end up beating the shit out of Christopher for calling his mom a whore. You gotta watch it. 
9 out of 10 Gabagool for sure. One of my absolute favorites. However, coming in at number 3 on the list isn't going to surprise anyone and might get a few eye rolls, but I'm going to have to go with The Office. Now, of course I'd pick this show, you say, and all I'm going to say to that is... It definitely is a certain type of humor. Dry, dark, blunt. And I feel like when you watch this show, you'll either really love it or actually fucking hate it. Plus, like everyone says, you just got to get past the hump that is season one. Although I do like season one. Uh, and it gets it gets good after that. And of course, me being the biased piece of shit that I am, I truly, truly do love each season of The Office. Most people don't like season one, like I said. And I feel like most people I've talked to don't really care for the last couple of seasons or when, you know, Michael leaves. Spoiler alert. Uh, the show's got great characters for one. Even the ones you hate, you hate them because they're played well. Sure, towards the uh, later seasons, there's a certain British annoyance. But that's not the point. Uh, the whole point is to talk about the good. But seriously, if you haven't seen The Office yet, you are literally living under a rock and I'm going to be the millionth person in the world to recommend it to you. Michael Scott, played by the fucking GOAT Steve Carell, is one of the goofiest dudes ever. You find yourself sometimes being annoyed at how childish and, well, dumb he is, but you can't help but fall in love and root for the guy, especially towards the end of the show with his gal Holly. And of course, Jim and Pam, I think, are two of the most relatable characters in television history. Almost everyone that watches that show, I can guarantee you, when they see Jim or Pam, they think of someone they know or a couple they know, or perhaps either themselves and someone else. The point being, Jim and Pam are the ultimate power couple, and it's no secret that they're legends on the fucking screen. Jenna Fisher is one of my all-time favorites, and John Krasinski is one of the GOATs. Dwight is a solid character, too, a bit much at times, but that's exactly you know the point of him. He's definitely a different, out-there type of guy. The Office, however, has amazing secondary characters, who at some point have an important story arc, by the way. The, the way the show was written, it's in documentary format with talking heads and whatnot, and it's the perfect blueprint for some funny shit. If you don't like the show, I can definitely understand. However, I'm just going to go ahead and strongly disagree with you. Uh, the Office is literally one of my top comfort shows of all time meaning when I'm kind of feeling down or just just need something to distract the old mind or fall asleep to um, or whatever falls under that comfort category it's 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 this show I've seen every episode of this show at least 20 times whether awake or going to sleep uh, and, it, and it truly never gets old I have Peacock the streaming service solely for the office which could bring me into a whole rant about the office being taken off Netflix for Peacock but whatever, business is business, I suppose. Business is good. Anyways, let's get into the, my favorite episode of the show, which is a pretty heavily debated topic online. There's plenty of good scenes and cold opens, such as Kevin's chili, parkour, I'm pregnant. Well, I hope you're still committed, because I'm pregnant. Daryl's edge on the interview. It doesn't hurt that I'm... Black. Just to name a few. But... The episode that takes the absolute cake for me, that is straight up hilarious and quotable the whole damn time, is not the classic dinner party answer. No. It's season 5, episode 14, Stress Relief. Dwight starts the episode pissed that other people in the office aren't taking the like certain drills seriously at work. So while smoking a cigarette, he places it in a waste bin saying, 
today smoking is going to save lives and then he proceeds to fake a fire emergency but really the fire was actually kind of big as a drill for the office this causes absolute fucking chaos and hilarity like people climbing in and falling out of the vents pushing over the camera crew screaming and yelling out the window trying to break the windows it's so great and then it just cold cuts into the theme song and it's hilarious i'll post a link to it in the description definitely check it out if you haven't seen it all of that craziness in that opening scene causes one of the characters, Stanley, to have a heart attack. Which, what brings me uh, into the central theme of the episode. Later in the episode, as Stanley recovers, the office has a CPR person come in to instruct everyone, obviously, CPR. And then, this is one of my favorite scenes of the whole show. She then tells Michael to do chest compressions to the beat of Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Michael replies, ah, yeah, 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 I love that song, love that song. Uh, and then he starts doing chest compressions, but says, <clears throat> First I was afraid, I was petrified. No. Which is so fucking funny, dude. Definitely my favorite episode whenever I'm watching through it for the umpteenth time. Funny story, though. One time, my buddy Justice and I went to a concert and came back to my place, played some games. Ended up, He ended up staying the night. And uh, since he was staying the night, we decided to uh, partake in hitting a certain writing utensil and we decided uh let's watch the office and during this we were just cracking up so hard we were like dude let's take every character of the office and cast someone we know as them uh <laughs> which is something that is odd i will admit that but it is so fun the list has since been deleted into oblivion and I, and, I, and I really believe Justice and I had a pretty damn good list. Everyone matched up pretty damn well. And no, I won't ever release who's who. Um, but yeah, anyways, the, the whole show gets nine Silence of the Lamb Dwights out of ten. Uh, it truly is one of my favorite shows that I, I always go back to and watch through constantly. Coming in at number two on my list, I think, is one of the most underrated comedic sitcoms of the early 2000s. Might come as a surprise to some, but I'm going to have to go with that 70s show. First, the cast of the show is fucking stacked. With Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, Topher Grace, <laughs> Laura Prepon, Vil Wilmer Valderrama, and Danny Masterson. Taking place in the 70s, it's an awesome aspect that I didn't really know that I would like as much as I do until I was older. The music, cars, hell, even the outfits they wear are completely 70s. From recurring jokes such as Kelso's burns, to Red's foot in someone's ass, or simply calling someone dumbass. This show, every episode, delivers countless memorable lines and moments. I will say, too, the way they film the smoking circle is fucking great. With the one camera, camera in the middle of everyone spinning around to each of the characters smoking. And man... Do some funny-ass people show up in that circle and in the show in general. The show has some of the best guest stars I think any show has ever had. My favorite episode, however, in this series, though, comes from a very early episode. Episode 1 of Season 2, called Garage Sale. First, before I get into that, I just want to say that this show was definitely kind of a pioneer in the sense of using pot in a comedic way. Um, the 70s, obviously, people were smoking that dank, especially the teens, and I'm, I'm just really glad the producers and creators not only didn't ignore that fact, they actually centered the whole plot around it. Like, they were all a bunch of stoners that smoked weed in the basement, and it was fucking great. And in this particular episode, the Foreman family is having a garage sale, and one of, one of the Foreman's kids' friends, Hyde, he decides he's going to make a special 
batch of brownies to sell at the garage sale to help the family out. They're world famous, man, he says. And he was right, man. Like, like They were a hit at the garage sale. But because they were special brownies, the parents, Red and Kitty, end up getting into the batch thinking they were normal brownies and end up getting so fucking high because they eat so much of the brownies. This makes Kitty and Red higher than fucking giraffe ass, dude. And Eric and Hyde end up interrogating them and scolding them like parents. And I just think at some point in the episode, they're shown in the smoke circle. It, it's great. It's it's one of my favorite episodes. This show, I highly recommend to anyone. But it's unfortunate they had to remove it from Netflix. It's literally nowhere. I know earlier I said The Office was one of my comfort shows. But this show also falls into that category for sure. Something about it is like a little nostalgic for me. I think I remember watching it when I was kind of little with my brothers and family and it just never fails to give me an old pick me up when I need it or just need something easy to watch. Because it's no longer on any streaming platforms, I was lucky enough to get the whole series on Blu-ray for Christmas. So I'm watching through it currently for the first time in some time. And I, I love it just as much, if not more, this time around. Um, like I said, I, I definitely recommend watching it if you can find a way or if you could buy it because honestly one of my favorite sitcoms of all time it's such an easy watch and it can even make for such great background noise that's how you know a show is good is when you can watch through it and then it can become background noise uh, so definitely this show gets 10 kelso burns out of 10 last but certainly not least on my list i know is going to get a few eye rolls of course but i really do gotta pay homage to this show because yeah it's popular but I really don't think it truly gets the respect it deserves. And that show, my friends, is Family Guy. I started watching Family Guy when I was pretty young, secretly. Um, there's no way in hell my mom would have let me watch it at 10 years old willingly. But luckily I knew what YouTube was and I had older brothers that would let me watch it with them. And this is no exaggeration when I say this. But over the course of the last, let's say, 10 years, I've seen every single episode of that show around 50 times. No joke. For a long time, I, I always had it on when I was going to sleep. I'd watch it during the day while I was playing games and doing other stuff. It's nuts, considering the show is in its 20th season. One thing that I think is an underrated aspect of the show is that it's a straight-up musical. Now, before I get into that, let me just say, 9 times out of 10, I fucking hate musicals. But Seth MacFarlane is an actual musician and comedian, so the songs are not only catchy as hell, they're hilarious. Songs like Bag of Weed, I Need a Jew, The Freaking FCC, Shapoopy, Prom Night Dumpster Baby. There's endless songs, especially in the first 10 seasons. Almost every episode, honestly. But I really don't have to tell you guys how funny the show is because I can guarantee if you've seen even just a little clip of the show, it was a pretty funny clip and you you at least you at least chuckled a little bit. Even in the later seasons, the, the writers actually start showing off their chops a little bit by having more enticing and very interesting episodes. I mean, the show has a fucking talking baby and talking dog, so the possibilities are really endless. Which brings me into my favorite episode of all time of Family Guy. I could actually do an entire podcast on like my top 30 favorite Family Guy episodes, but I won't bore you with all that shit, so I boiled it down to one. Episode 1 of Season 8, titled Road to the Multiverse, is like the fifth Road 2 episode out of 8 in the series. And this episode involves Brian and Stewie jumping from multiple parallel dimensions, running into different versions of themselves and other characters in such a hilarious and fun way. The whole episode is honestly a legit fun ride and instant classic. My favorite scene from that show is simply from the beginning, when the family is at the fair and Stewie wins first place for having the best genetically bred pig. And we see it's a giant ass pig with fucking fists shouting, 
Oink. This brings Brian to ask Stewie where the hell he got it. Uh, and he brings them to a universe where Christianity didn't exist, meaning the Dark Ages didn't exist. Meaning society was a thousand years more advanced or something like that. Because of that, they had genetically perfect animals. While trying to get home, the machine messes up and they end up jumping from universe to universe, like a Disney universe, one where the roles of dogs and humans are switched, a Flintstones universe, there's a ton. It's my favorite episode hands down, but the whole show is my absolute favorite and that's why it takes the number one spot. So, to recap, let's just, let's just go over it real quick. At number five, I had The Walking Dead. At number four, I had The Sopranos. At number three, I had The Office. And at number two, I had that 70s show. And all the way at number one, my favorite show of all time is Family Guy. But I will say this. My list of my favorite shit is literally always changing. Was this list the same even a year ago? No. I, I didn't even watch The Sopranos a year ago. Will it be the same from a year from now? No. Probably not. Which is honestly the beauty in it. I really showcase my inner slob when I say this, but TV and movies are fucking awesome. Like, I'm honestly so glad we're living in a generation where tons of money is being put into these productions of the shows, and they're constantly just pumping out great content. You don't even need fucking cable anymore, because all the best shit is on streaming platforms. Which brings me into my final little bit of this episode... Uh, which, like I said, will probably be better if you watch this on YouTube because I'm doing Tier Maker of all the streaming platforms. Here, I'm going to go over the top streaming platforms and rank them between best, good, decent, boo, and don't know slash don't have because obviously throughout this episode I talked about my favorite shows and uh, how without streaming platforms these days there wouldn't be shit to fucking watch because cable is ass. So let's start this off with Apple TV. I do have it somehow through a trial. I don't know. I've been on there a couple times. Boo. There isn't really shit on there. Haven't really given it the good old college try, but I'm, I'm going to stick stick with the boo. Uh, CBS All Access. Don't know. Don't have. Crackle. Don't have it. HBO Max. Now, this, this is the first tough one because I'm trying to decide if I want to put it on good or the best because HBO Max is pretty fucking fire, dude. I mean, they got South Park, The Sopranos, a shit ton of movies. I'm gonna keep it at good for now. We'll see towards the end how I feel if, if I agree. Fubo TV, what the fuck is that? Hulu? Hulu's tough because I really only watch it for Family Guy. However, Family Guy is my number one show of all time. So without Hulu. I want to have Family Guy. And also, I think Rick and Morty's on there. Dave. I think there's a couple other things on Hulu. I'm going to put I'm gonna put Hulu at... I'm going to put it at good. And I'm going to put it at decent. Who's decent? Nah, I'm going to put it at good. You can see how indecisive I am about this shit. <laughs> Netflix. Netflix straight up. Don't even have to discuss it. It's decent. Um, I feel like a majority of the Netflix movies aren't that good. Um, there's some gems on there for sure. Um, and it's okay, but eh, it's decent. PBS. No, I don't have that. Pluto TV. I'm going to put on decent and I will tell you guys, it's free. It came on one of the, one, one of my TVs that I had a couple years ago and it's a free cable service and they actually have like, I, I, I don't know if I'm exaggerating, but they have hundreds of channels. And there was like an MTV type channel. There was 
like a fantasy factory guy code type channel there was movies it was it was pretty good pluto tv was it's for for being free it's pretty good popcorn flicks never even heard of it prime video now i feel like prime video is going to start within the next few years becoming more and more popular because the shows they're starting to have on there are becoming more and more popular i feel like prime video is definitely popular enough to be on decent right it's pretty good roku channel don't have a roku so eh. disney plus disney plus is pretty pretty fucking fire dude because i i love star wars and i'm i'm, I'm kind of starting to attempt to get into marvel shit and and disney plus has all of it on top of that they have all the throwback shows too and movies I think Disney Plus is good. I'm going to switch HBO Max to the best because HBO Max is the best in my opinion, but these two can stay at good. Uh, Tubi, don't have. Uh, is this YouTube Red? Mm, don't have. VRV, don't have. Adult Swim, didn't even know they had a streaming service, but hey, that'd be pretty cool. Um, don't have. Showtime? Showtime, if I remember, was pretty decent. Sling, eh. Stars was was always pretty decent. Twitch, I mean it's the best. Come on now. And uh, honestly, I'll, I'll I'll put YouTube. I'll put YouTube at the best too because even though it's probably YouTube TV, like I'm I'm pretty sure that's the YouTube TV logo. I'm just gonna say it's YouTube. And these are like the three main big ones that I use. Uh, Voodoo. That sounds sexy, but I don't use that. Um, so yeah. There's my tier maker of all the streaming platforms. You can see uh, under the best category, I have HBO Max, Twitch, and YouTube. Under the good category, I have Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Under the decent category, I have Netflix, Pluto TV, Prime Video, Showtime, and Stars. Under Boo, I have Apple TV because it sucks. And then all those other ones I don't know or don't have. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching. Be sure to rate this podcast on Spotify. I'm trying to get those ambassador ads on Anchor. And of course, if you're on YouTube, give the video an old like and subscribe to my channel and share this with friends so you don't miss anything. As always, check the description for important links, especially this episode. I, I link a few clips to the shows. Uh, thank you guys for listening again, and I'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to The Loft with Patrick O.C.